Hello everyone and welcome back to Oh Wayward Nights, a audio drama where none of the cast knows the scripts. They haven't read it before. That's my sort of tagline for the whole show. Hopefully that draws enough people in. I'm Declan Grogan, the guy who wrote the thing. I'm the one that the credits guy makes fun of at the end of every episode. Because uh, I can't stop. I love hearing my name. Uh, and uh, with me, as always, is my cast, which I will go down the list here. The role of Alan is played by Casey. I just want to thank everybody who um, didn't listen to Declan last week when he says, you guys don't have to listen to this podcast. So thanks for sticking with us. They are the ones. Yeah, they're the ones we're doing it for. Uh, we have Nicole playing the role of Hannah. Hi, everyone. I'm playing a named role today, which is really exciting. <laughs> we have the role of Chris being played by Liam. Yep, that's that's the role. You know, uh, I, <laughs> I really, you know, I really, I really appreciate that we all kind of come together and find Declan to just just scapegoat every every one of our issues on like not not enough people listen to the podcast so I was probably Declan too many people listen to the podcast so I was Declan yeah it seems to be a common theme in my entire life always uh we have the role of Chloe being played by Macy hello 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 and finally the role of Zach being played by I'm gonna George Copeland who I'm gonna say his last name because I didn't do it for anyone else and I've now decided that George earned it I'm that much more <laughs> official I guess I mean, you're wearing a full suit to the recording. <laughs> Actually, this is this. Is, yeah, my tux. I sorry. I was just I got a thing after this. So figured I would. Yeah, You got the tux. You have a big scar and an eye patch on. I'm just going to keep saying stuff about you and just really paint a picture. <laughs> those actually those actually are not part. Those aren't part of my costume. I actually I'm I have a facial scar and uh, yeah, I uh, I have one eye. You're a pirate. I mean, that is. <laughs> George's outfit really throws into contrast the fact that Declan is actually wearing nothing to this recording booth. <laughs> All right. Now Platform's going to... The, the pr- Platform, the production company, who is the sponsor of the show, <laughs> who's making the whole thing, is now going to have a talk with me because they're going to be like, did you actually do that? Is that a real thing? They're gonna, that's, that's a real issue. That's uh, HR For legal problem. purposes, this was a joke. For legal purposes, that was a joke. Exactly. Or was it? Yeah, <laughs> moving right along, we're going to cover that one up real quick. Uh, <laughs> I uh, Today's episode, from, from now on in the show, the first one was a fun little introduction to the characters, but each episode is now going to focus in on a set individual character. I'm just going to spoil that. Uh, and today's, <laughs> <laughs> today's episode is uh, called Hannah, because it deals with the character Hannah. So I wanted to just, uh, Hannah is of course being played by Nicole Tuttle, who now gets a last name because it is her episode. Whoa. Yeah, you're upgraded. Uh, And um, I think it'd be fun if we just did a little bit of a deep dive into the person who's uh, doing each character so you can uh, learn more about our cast and really connect with uh, each one of us. So when we finally kill one of the cast members off, it hurts that much more. So I want to just get hand over to Nicole to give us a little uh, download on her whole thing. <laughs> Jeez, Declan, I didn't know that was the, the end goal. Now this is worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, hi, uh, I'm terrified of being killed now. Um, <laughs> I am playing Hannah. I'm Nicole Tuttle. Um, I really, really liked this character. When I first read like her bio, it... It was very like, you know, a powerful girl who, you know, she's dealing with some stuff and but she tries her best not to let it affect her because, you know, that's not who she is. It's just something that she deals with. And I I like that a lot. And I'm kind of, you know, I I think a lot of people can relate to something like that, trying to push through any sort of insecurities like Hannah might have. And um, yeah, so so I'm, I'm really excited to play this character and like dive deeper and learn more about her because as is mentioned, 
I've only read one script now, same as uh, the rest of you that have only heard one script now. So I don't know much about her yet, and I'm excited to learn more. Yeah, and I definitely wrote from a place of experience. I put all my problems deep down inside <laughs> of me, and it never let them affect me. You know, that's just that's a healthy way to deal with sort of things in general. That, that That's perfect. Perfect advice for everyone. Please, everyone, do that too. <laughs> yeah. I want to actually, uh, just, just because uh, how long have you been doing voice acting? You've done any other projects? It's more about like just in general background yeah. stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I really started voice acting about two years ago was kind of when I really got into it um, because I, I've been stage acting since I was in third grade and I actually have my master's in theater. And so I was just, you know, theater was it. Theater was the thing. But <laughs> theater has problem with plus size bodies. Oh, what? Sorry to spoil that for you. But um, so I decided to jump into voice acting because you can be anything you want. And the only thing that matters is your talent. And I love that. So I jumped into voice acting. And uh, when the pandemic started, I actually wrote an audio drama that's currently being released called The Lafrisian Chronicles. Um, the first season, Arson, is actually out right now. The Lafrisian Chronicles. That's such a that's a way better title than My Town, which is just nothing at all. <laughs> when people see that, they're like, that looks boring. And they scroll by. <laughs> Why are we on this podcast? Why can't we be? Why can't we be on that one? Why can't we be on the Lafrisia Chronicles? Declan constantly shitting on his own podcast. <laughs> there it is, pushing your problems down again. I see it. It's exactly. happening. This is your weekly reminder that you don't need to be listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Also, yeah, that that's the truth. Voice acting is just your talent. That's why a guy like George with a big eye patch and scar on his face is able to do something like this. You know, so we're we're really helping people out with this project. <laughs> Well, all right then. I don't know if we we want to just dive right into it and sort of like get in here. Actually, no wait. Before we dive in, I want to know more. Like, what is your what do you think is going to happen today? Now that you got your weird roles with trees and squirrels, I gave them. We just sent out their extra roles, which were uh, tree one, tree two. There's some squirrels in there. They don't really know what's going on, so I just want a brief uh, idea of what you think is going to happen today. Well, if last week was any indication, um, absolute chaos. I'm thinking a Wizard of Oz situation. Ooh. Yeah, I think that's that's also the vibe I was getting. There's like it seems like a lot of like weird mystical little things, and I'm curious. I'm curious to see where where we go. Like, is it going to be like localized at like the train? Like, is there going to be something about like the train wreckage? That's like every time we go to the train wreckage, something weird happens, or is it just going to be like things all over town are 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 putting us in weird places? Like now it's just following us. Perhaps the real weird thing was inside of us all along. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? I guess the chaos was inside of us the entire time. It's all the lead paint from the garage we're in. Like, we're just going <laughs> crazy. Every time you throw a rock, like, the lead paint gets, the, the shavings, like, fall down to, like, the water drain. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, the treasure was the chaos we made along the way. <laughs> well, then let's get right into that chaos, I think, because uh, I guess that tree one, tree two, tree three is definitely very Wizard of Oz style. So let's just see what happens. So episode two. So I'm going to give Patrick the go ahead to send the scripts out then. Yes, and. Yes, Every and. week, I click the refresh button like I'm waiting for a callback. Like, I'm glad we finally have it. <laughs> glad I finally have the script. <laughs> the script. Oh, All right. there it is. All right. A Wayward Nights episode two, Hannah.
We open on a moonless expanse of stars. Behind us, there is a dark tree line outlined with the faintest glow of light pollution from some city miles and miles away. Before us, however, the Great Lake Superior offers no such light source, but rather the reflection of millions of bright and dim stars in its still water. The horizon is nowhere to be seen, as the water and sky break their barrier and merge into an indistinguishable blanket of stars. I'll never get tired of this. Yeah. Hannah and Alan lay atop the garage roof, staring into the infinite expanse. I think I'll miss this most of all. I mean, pits are, will be fun and all, but I doubt they have stars like this. What are you going to miss most? Alan isn't looking at the stars, but is rather transfixed on the tree line. Absolutely. Boy, you sure know how to kill a mood. What? <laughs> sorry to bring you back to Earth, but we're stargazing. Oh, right. I'm sorry. I guess my mind is a bit preoccupied. Yeah, it's been preoccupied for three weeks. I never thought I'd be competing for your attention with a cartoon character. Well, have you seen him? <laughs> the bandit's got a great ass. <laughs> He's got nothing on you, though. Well, keep staring off in the woods and I might just run off with him. I wouldn't blame you. B but trust me, after tonight's search, we either find him or don't. And then I'm all yours. Alan touches her hand and Hannah recoils. Oh, shoot. I'm, I, I am so sorry. I, I didn't... Um, Hey, it's fine. It's... it's not your fault. <laughs> I'll get through it. Okay. No pressure, though. Of course not. Are you two done making out? Below in the driveway, Chris stands covered in hiking gear. You're not seriously wearing that, are you? Hey, if we're searching the woods for fictional characters, you might as well be prepared. Chloe and Zach come out from the garage. Why do we have to go into the woods? I wore heels today. Because Madman Allen hasn't shut up about the bandit for the past three weeks. Okay, make fun of me all you want, but we'll see who's laughing when you find out he's real. Zack and I saw him run into the woods. I don't know what I saw. You saw the bandit! Look, just humor me tonight. We go into the woods, split up, make a note of everything strange we find, and then you can all apologize when you see the bandit is real. Well, I'm ready to go. I'm awake like a casino. A casino? Yeah. Casinos are awake. I mean, I guess. It's not really the first thing I think of when I'm awake. They're awake! They're alive! They flood the place with oxygen to keep everyone awake. I mean, sure, but out of all the things you could have picked... Let's go into the woods! Chris storms off. The rest of the group shrugs and follows. They make their way toward the edge of the woods. As they walk down Main Street, Sawyer Pierce Memorial Park rises up to block the way to the tree line. The park is less well-kept than we're used to, with litter and dying grass surrounding the accident-prone tree at its center. Someone has set up a busted lawn sprinkler in a sad attempt to maintain the grass. Man, I haven't been here in ages. Alright, uh, the path starts right here, but it forks in two directions at the tree line. Didn't we meet here, Alan? Hannah and I will go right, while Chris, Chloe, and Zach will go left. They still have that crappy tire swing on the tree. Uh, we each have walkie-talkies, so if you see anything out of the ordinary, just call and we'll meet up to investigate. My dad used to push me in this swing. Hannah, listen up. What? We have to focus. Relax, I'm just walking down memory lane. I need everyone alert. We can't miss the bandit because one person is distracted. Distracted? Excuse me. I, I'm just being cautious. I'm over here talking about my dad and you're going to bark orders at me? Oh, come on, Hannah. I wasn't barking orders. The bandit isn't real. He is. I can prove it if you just pay attention. 
Alan reaches out and grabs her hand. She yanks it away from him. There's silence. Hannah looks embarrassed. Hannah, I'm sorry. Just go. I didn't mean to do that. You know that. Forget it. Just go. Oh, come on. Don't be like that. If you're not going, then I will. Hannah climbs the tree. She swings up onto the branch in one easy swoop. Oh, Hannah, come on! Alan calls after her, but it's too late. With one easy jump, she disappears into the leaves. Can we go? The sprinkler's getting me wet. Yeah, yeah, sure, fine. Let's find the bandit. You okay, man? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay, uh, we'll have to change up parties. Uh, me and Chris will go right, and Chloe and Zach can go left. Oh, yeah, suck it! He chose me, losers! Remember to call on your radio if anything strange happens. Otherwise, meet back here in an hour and a half. They pair off and begin walking down the separate paths. We follow Alan and Chris as they venture deeper into the woods. Trouble in paradise? I I don't know what happened. We were fine a few minutes ago. Want to talk about it with your favorite pal, Chris? I don't think so. Oh, come on. We haven't hung out one-on-one in forever. Let's have a girls' night. Just the two of us. (laughs) All right. Fine. How far have you gone with Hannah? What? (laughs) That's gross, man. What? It's girl talk. Just us ladies chatting away in the woods. I am not telling you about that. Oh, come on. We're the only ones out here. No one else is going to hear it. Yes, no one will hear. Ah! Squirrel! Just as Chris says, a small, dirty gray squirrel has climbed up onto Alan's shoulder. He has a misshapen yellow eye and mangled teeth and sits with a hunchback. Chris hits it off Alan's shoulder. I hate squirrels. Whoa, Chris, relax. Yes, relax. How are you talking right now? If the squirrel can do many things. It's a demon. We have to kill it. Chris, calm down. We, we have to focus on finding the bandit. The bandit? Oh, the bandit. I know where the bandit is. You do? Yes, yes, follow me. Dip runs off the path and into the trees. Chris, let's go. You can't be serious. He knows where the bandit is. He's a talking squirrel. A spawn of Satan. Uh, He's not a spawn of... (sighs) Look, I'm going after the bandit. You can either follow me or don't. Alan pursues the squirrel. But girls' night! Chris sullenly follows Alan into the trees. We cut to Hannah climbing the tree, but something has changed. The tree has grown considerably in size, now having the width of several redwood trees combined and a height that seems to stretch infinitely upward into the night. Hannah grabs branch after branch in what has become a spectacular feat of free solo climbing, until she comes to a branch so thick she can comfortably stand on it. She looks down where hundreds of feet below, the lights of the now microscopic town of Silver River have joined the reflective stars in Lake Superior. Whoa. This tree is a lot taller than I remember. Hannah takes a moment to catch her breath as she remembers a time from her past connected to this tree. Hannah's a younger girl, being pushed by her father on the tire swing at the tree's base. Higher, Daddy, higher! (laughs) You're getting too big, sweetheart. I don't know if my back can take it. Higher! Alright, now jump off in three, two, one. Hannah soars through the air, only for her father to catch her off the swing. Ooh, (laughs) you're getting big just like Mama. Big and strong. And beautiful. You got her perfect eyes, too. The kids at your new school are gonna love you. Hannah smiles up at her father. Again. Well, all right. One more time. Hannah comes back to present day and smiles as a single cloud passes her branch in the stars. Help! Someone help me! 
Hannah turns towards the cry for help and sees a hummingbird tied to a nearby branch with a piece of string. Help! Please, help me! I'm here. What do you need? Untie me. Okay. Hannah unties the string and the bird flies upward. Oh, that is so much better. Who might I have the pleasure of thanking? Oh, um, I'm, uh, my name is Hannah Huseman. Uh, sorry, I... I've never met a talking bird before. Not just any talking bird. I am Chloe the Hummingbird, faithful spy for the Tree's Rebellion. Huh. That's funny. I, I, I know a different Chloe from somewhere else. Oh, that is funny. And it certainly has no significance, as I am in no way a symbolic representation or allegory of said person. Right. Did you say rebellion? Oh, yes. Us animals used to live peacefully at the top of the tree until the wizard came and banished us to the lower branches, we started a rebellion to reclaim the tree, but things haven't been going well. Did you say wizard? I'm afraid so. The wizard's right-hand man, the fox, and his lackey, the monkey, caught me spying on them and they tied me to this branch. Man, you sound like Chloe, too. <laughs> Stop talking about it. Okay. I wish we could finally win this war, but us animals are too small to stand up to the wizard. Okay. I see where this is going. Talking animals, wizards, a, a mystical tree. You want me to help you win the war, right? Really? You would do that for us? Hannah looks to the tiny silver river below. She thinks of Alan trying to grab her hand. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I, I can. Splendid! I'll take you to the Rebellion headquarters so we can get help from Mr. Owl. Oh, uh, I was just thinking uh, I go up there and just sort of, you know, punch the wizard in the face. Why? Are you afraid of help? What? No, no, I just- Do you not let people in because you're afraid they'll hurt you? What the hell? No! Perfect. Then let's go see Mr. Owl. Chloe soars up the tree as Hannah sighs and cautiously follows. She even acts like Chloe. Back down in the woods near Silver River, Chloe and Zach walk their path along a medium-sized lake. It was fantastic. They applauded as I bowed and they saw me. They just saw me for me. It was exhilarating. Yeah, I- Thought you did a great job playing Dorothy. Thank you, Zach. You really are a good listener. Thanks. I feel like we never get to talk. What's been going on with you? Nothing. Oh, come on. Don't be shy. I won't bite. Um, what's that? In front of them stands a small, decaying steel water tower, reaching no more than ten feet off the ground. A faint hum can be heard from within. Hmm? Oh, that's just one of those old water towers they built here back when Silver River was a booming mining town. What? <laughs> How did you know that? I'm dating the mayor's son. Mr. Reed made an order to shut these towers down a few months ago because mold was getting into the water supply. Then why is it making noise? Zack feels a pipe. Ow! These pipes are scalding. That's strange. Are there any others around here? Well, there's only a few. I think the closest one should be right across the lake. Great. Let's go. What? Let's go see if it's on. But there's a lake in the way. I'm wearing heels. There's a boat behind these trees we can use. Let's go. Zack reveals a small wooden boat docked behind an estimate pine. How did you know that? My dad and I made it. They climb inside, and Zack begins to row. I don't think I've met your father. He's not around anymore. I didn't know you were a craftsman. He did most of the work. They love birds! What? Across the lake on the shore, a tree has come to life. Who said that? Is that tree talking? I can't tell. Are you two gonna make out? <laughs> what? No problem if you are, just want a heads up first. What? No. No. We, we we were just trying to get to the other side. No making out? A second tree springs to life. 
Why not? You two look like such a good couple. Yeah, come on. I swear we'll turn around. We promise. We... We're not gonna make out. Is someone making out? Billy! Where you been, buddy? Hey, I've been photosynthesizing at the plant all day. Did I hear someone was gonna make out? Yeah, these two are gonna make out. We aren't making out. Zack, in a flustered rage, throws the boat's oar at a tree. It falls in the water halfway to shore before sinking beneath the surface. <sighs> Crap. Any other chance your dad made another one? Ha! <laughs> Look at a whisperer like a married couple. Whoa, is someone making out? Dennis! Back in the tree, Hannah has followed Chloe the hummingbird to a new staggering height. The town is barely visible below, but the top of the tree still can't be seen. They arrive on a branch jutting out from a large tree hollow. This is the Rebellion's secret hideout. Mr. Owl should be inside planning our next attack. Again, I really don't think I'll need help on this. Nonsense! Mr. Owl is the wisest bird in these woods. Chloe flies inside. <sighs> Let's just make it quick. Hannah falls behind. Inside the tree hollow is what can only be described as Disney's rendition of a military war room. To the left, a group of chipmunks sit on mushrooms around a stump, violently arguing over a copy of war plans written out on a dead leaf. To the right, two woodpeckers are practicing dive-bombing eggcorns from great height. And dead center is a large owl pushing carved tokens across an elegant carved map of the tree. The owl talks with the voice of Zack. We can't afford to send any more men to the upper branches as long as the fox is there. We've lost too many men already. Mr. Owl, I've returned. Chloe, where have you been? Uh, never mind, we don't have time. The monkey has been spotted in the mid-branches, and we need you to keep an eye on it. But Mr. Owl, I've brought with me a warrior who will end this war once and for all. Hi there. Everything in the tree stops and looks to the human who has entered their base. Mr. Owl turns his head 180 degrees to look at Hannah. Who are you? Aw, <laughs> you do the cute owl thing. Uh, I'm Hannah. I was told you guys have a wizard problem. Chloe, it was very naive of you to bring a human here. She is massive. Hey! We need someone bigger than a raccoon if we are going to take down the wizard. What if the monkey saw you enter? He didn't. We're losing men by the basketful. This could be our last shot at victory. Mr. Owl's eyes dilate as he stares Hannah down. You sound a lot like this guy I know. Hmm. Very well. Bring in the branch. Down below, Chris and Alan walk amongst the trees and follow Dip the Squirrel. Just a little bit further. Alan, we've been walking for almost an hour. This doesn't feel right. Relax, Chris. He said it was only a bit further. He's been saying that for the past 20 minutes. What are you two whispering about? Nothing, Dip. Just lead the way. As they continue walking, Chris starts to notice several other squirrels starting to walk alongside them or jump along the branches above them. Alan? Not now, Chris. Alan? I said not now. One squirrel looks up at Chris. I heard it's girls' night. Alan! Chris! We're almost there, just a little bit further. Sorry, Dip, just keep going. Back up in the tree in the Rebellion's base, Mr. Owl holds a branch. A few nights ago, a terrible storm hit our tree and lightning struck this branch. One side is splintered from a lightning strike. The lightning imbued the branch with magic that allows it to transform into whatever the holder needs. If you were to stand a chance against the wizard, it must go with you. Mr. Owl hands the branch to Hannah, and it transforms into a sword. Hannah looks unimpressed. Thanks, but I'm good. What? I could deal with talking animals and, and wizards, but a magic branch crosses a bit too far into Disney territory. Are you afraid that by taking this branch you are trusting me, and therefore I may disappoint you? What? No. What is it with you guys talking like therapists? Perhaps a trauma in your childhood has made it hard to let others in. All right, that's it. I'm just going to punch this wizard in the face. 
So here is the Rebellion's famed hidden base. In walks a fox on silent pause. I'm neither surprised nor impressed. You said no one saw you enter. No one did. I did. A monkey swings down from the base's rafters. I saw a big old human walk inside this hollow. Didn't I tell you, boss? Didn't I tell you? I told you, right? Yes, Chris. Thank you. Chris? Ah, she speaks. It's good to finally meet the famed Hannah Huseman. How do you know my name? Or should I say Hannah Huseman? Hannah's eyes open wide. We are thrown back in time to a memory tied to the tree. Hannah is once again a little girl, but her father is nowhere to be seen. Instead, a group of other little girls are using the tire swing. Can I have a turn? Who are you? I'm Hannah. Hannah Huseman. <laughs> Why is she so big? And pudgy. What? A girl grabs Hannah's hand hard. Hannah tries to pull free, but the girl's grip is hard. Oh my gosh, look at her hands. Her fingers look like sausages. The girls laugh as they poke her pudgy fingers. Hannah's face turns red and she desperately tries to break her hand free. Oh my god, did she say her name was Hugeman? Ha <laughs> ha Hannah Hugeman! <laughs> That's so funny. The three girls taunt Hannah, saying Hannah Hugeman over and over. Hannah yanks hard as the girls let go. Hannah falls to the ground and looks at her pudgy red hand. Tears roll down her face as she runs away. Hannah comes back to present day and stares down the smiling fox with daggers in her eyes. How do you know that name? I only ever told one person and- The fox smiles bigger. Alan? Who's Alan? I'm just some fox in a tree. What's going on here? Alan, if, if this is some messed up prank, you said you'd never say that name. You mean Hannah Hugeman? Stop it! Stop what? Saying Hannah Hugeman? Alan, stop this! It, this isn't funny! It rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Hannah Hugeman! Hannah Hugeman! Hey, it does! I don't like this anymore! Hannah Hugeman! I want this to stop! Hugeman! Shut up! Hugeman! 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 Fuck off! Hannah takes a swing with the branch turned sword at the monkey, but before it makes contact, it transforms back into a branch. The monkey lets out a mocking laugh. <laughs> Hannah Hugeman! 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 The monkey swings to the raptors, and Hannah swats after it with the branch knocking over the plans the chipmunks were working on. Hugeman! Hugeman! Hannah Hugeman! She swings again and destroys the map of the tree in front of Mr. Owl. Huge man! I'll kill you! The monkey runs from the base and Hannah follows. Hannah! Chloe the hummingbird flies after Hannah. The base has been reduced to shambles. Tut, tut. You ought to clean this place up. And with a smile, the fox takes his exit, leaving Mr. Owl to pick up the pieces. Down in the forest, Chloe and Zach sit stranded on a lake, surrounded by horny trees. Make with the smoochy smoochy! Uh, just kiss a little! Just a peck! Make out with each other! Zach is attempting to curl into himself in the hopes that he can somehow turn into a black hole and swallow this whole scene into the abyss. Man, these trees are perverts. Oh, yeah! Well, we might as well give them what they want. What? I mean, we're stranded. And they're not going to leave us alone any other way. Make out with your mouths! No. No, no, no. I, I, I'm not... I, I, I can't. I mean... Chris. Zach, I've done hundreds of stage kisses. It's not like it's real. Oh. Listen up, you dirty sons of bitches! Hot damn. If you want a show, then you've got one. Less talking, more kissing. You asked for it. Yeah! Let's go! Oh my god, yes! 
It'll be over in a second. Chloe leans in for the kiss. Zach is shaking. Oh, here we go. Zach is beat red. She's coming closer. Oh, brace for impact. Sweat drips down Zach's face as Chloe breaks into the comfort zone. Make out! I can't do this. Zach leans away and scrambles out of his seat. He topples into waist-high water. Oh, come on! Zach, it's okay. No. No, no, no. Zach trudges through the water, shaking from half-cold and half-embarrassment. Hey, relax, kid. Don't leave her there! Zach! I'm still stranded! Zach picks the oar off the lake bed and tosses it back towards the boat. He continues onto the shore and disappears into the tree line. Zach. So, uh, no making out? Oh, shut up, you perverts. Oh, hot damn! High above their heads, Hannah continues to chase the monkey up the tree. Huge man! Huge man! She swings the branch at him over and over again as they ascend higher and higher. Turn into a sword, damn it! Huge man! I will destroy you! She takes a swing. Hannah, huge man! And misses. The momentum causes her to lose her footing and she falls through several branches until she is caught in a small canopy of leaves. Huge man, huge man, huge man! The monkey's mocking cries drift away as he continues to ascend. Hannah's left staring back down at the earth, which looks to be hundreds of miles away. Silver River is nowhere to be seen, but rather only a barely visible line dividing endless forest from endless lake. Damn it! Suspended from a deadly fall by nothing but a few branches, Hannah cries. The monkey's calls die to faded whispers as Hannah is left alone. Hey, what are you doing? He's getting away. I can't do it. Of course you can. You were right on his tail. I mean, I, I can't hear that stupid name. I hate it! I, I just want to be alone! Hannah... I know... I know that what those girls did to you was awful. But look at you now! You're greater than they ever could be! How do you know that? I, I don't get it! You don't have to get it. You don't have to guard yourself. And you don't have to be alone. You just have to get up and let that stupid name drive you forward. You're Hannah Huseman, and nobody can tell you otherwise. Hannah stares at the world below, not a tear left to be seen. Okay. She picks herself off the canopy and grabs the branch nearby. It transforms into a net. Let's go catch a monkey. Down in the woods, Alan walks behind Chip as several squirrels follow around Chris. You have very nice skin. Thanks. I bet it's tender. I bet it's delicious. Alan! It's just around the corner! Come on, Chris, keep up. Better speed up, Chris. Better break a sweat. To baste your flesh in salty brine. Alan! We have arrived. They stand before a familiar cave right alongside the shore of Lake Superior, where a sturgeon swims safe, unaware that one day it may be caught. The bandit is right inside this deep, dark cave. All right, let's go, Chris. Are you insane? These squirrels are trying to eat us. The bandit is right there. Even if the bandit were real, Dip is clearly lying. You insult Dip the squirrel? If you want to act crazy, be my guest. I'm going in. Chris tackles Alan. Wait, what the hell is wrong with you? What the hell is wrong with you? Alan fights back. They wrestle in the dirt before the cave. You're going to kill us over a cartoon character. He's real. He's right in there. The squirrels look hungrily on. Dip licks his lips. I'm your friend. Why won't you believe me? Are you? What? They shove each other away. They sit in the dirt, catching their breath. You spend all your time with Hannah, and we finally get a girls' night together, and you throw it away for this stupid bandit. Hey, Chris, that's not... 
I need to find the bandit for Hannah. What? I... I think I really hurt her. Um, she's... she's self-conscious, and I... <laughs> Look, I... if I find the bandit, then it's solved. She'll see why I've been acting like this, and... And she won't hate me, and... Dude, she doesn't hate you. She'd never hate you. You guys are the strongest couple I've ever seen. You guys are, like, way beyond me and Chloe. Thanks. And I know that's not saying much, considering we're a bit of a train wreck. Hey, hey, you you guys will figure it out. (laughs) You got through two breakups and are somehow still together. That has to count for something. Thanks. They share an awkward, silent moment. That's some good girl talk. (laughs) Only the best. (laughs) Thanks for the guidance, Dip, but uh, I think we're going to head out. Understandable. We are going to try and chase you down and eat you, though. Yeah, figured as much. Ah! The two run through the woods with a band of squirrels at their heels. Back up in the tree, Alan the fox and a raccoon holding a pointy stick stand guard at the entrance to the top of the branches. Man, that fox is a real asshole, huh? I'm the only fox in this tree. Uh, yeah. Ascending a set of branches spiraling up the tree like a staircase is Hannah and Chloe towing Chris the monkey caught in a net. Surprise! Bring us to the wizard, or the monkey gets it. Well, that's disappointing. Drop your weapon. The raccoon drops the stick with indifference and scurries off. Boss, I swear I did everything like you said. Just like you said. I kept calling her the name and climbing up the tree, but she was so fast That's enough, Chris! The wizard is in the throne room down the hall. Shall I take you to him? Lead the way. They walk down the hall. I really was hoping it wouldn't come to this. I tried so hard to keep you from reaching here. Well, you should have tried harder. I didn't mean for it to be like this, Hannah. Don't start with me. I didn't mean to be the bad guy. Open the door. Here we go. Hannah stands before two large ornate doors made from several woven branches. They swing open to reveal the most impressive room the tree has to offer yet. The throne room floor is comprised of several woven branches, vines, and leaves, forming a sturdy surface with a clear walkway to a polished oak throne. Besides this, however, there is almost nothing else. There are no walls or even a ceiling, but rather in all directions there is only the night sky with the Milky Way exposed directly above. Hannah's reached the top of the tree. All right, wizard. Sitting in the throne is a man in long brown robes. He sits slumped over. I've gone through a lot to get here, and I fully intend to sock you in the teeth. Hannah approaches the wizard as a woman on a mission. The branch transforms into a boxing glove. So, let's get this over with so these animals can have their tree back. She reaches the throne, only for the wizard's slumped-over body to suddenly become fully erect. What? Hannah does not recognize the rose, but she knows the face. Sitting in the throne is none other than the Red Bandit. After all you learned, you still come and face me alone. The bandit stands up and walks to Hannah. She is frozen in disbelief. Hannah Houston, so insistent on being alone. She doesn't need friends to take on the world. They'll just hurt her in the end. The red bandit grabs Hannah by the hand. She tries to shake free, but the grip is firm. But now you'll die how you lived. Alone. The red bandit runs to the throne room's edge with Hannah in tow. She screams as she hits the bandit with the branch to no avail. The bandit leaps from the edge and takes Hannah with him. She is faced with an eternal fall. Just then, the branch transforms and becomes a walkie-talkie. Help! Down below, Zack sits with his head between his knees by the lake as Chloe rows herself to shore. 
from his walkie-talkie, the cry for help rings out. Hannah! Alan and Chris flee for their lives as hundreds of squirrels chase them through the woods. The cry for help echoes from Alan's walkie-talkie, and the squirrels suddenly disappear. Hannah! The bandit lets go of Hannah's arm, and she suddenly is alone, falling through the Milky Way. Below her is the grandest view this mythic tree can provide. Now thousands of miles in the air, Hannah can see not only the entirety of the Upper Peninsula, but all of Lake Superior as well. In this serene moment, a memory attached to the tree comes back to her. Hannah as a young girl sits alone in the park on a tire swing. She sniffles as slow tears fall from her eyes. <clears throat> Hannah? Hannah looks up to see a young Alan standing before her. That's your name, right? Hannah Huseman? Yeah. Uh, you're the new girl, right? I, I wasn't at school the past few days because I was sick, but my friend Chris told me about you. Alan beams at her. Uh, yeah. You have pretty eyes. What? Your eyes are pretty! Hannah smiles and she blushes. Alan reaches out for a handshake, but Hannah shies away. Sorry, I, um, I don't like people touching my hand. Alan puts his hand down. That's okay. Want to climb this tree? He smiles at her. She smiles back. Sure. Hannah! Alan, Chris, Chloe, and Zach rush into Sawyer Pierce Memorial Park just in time for Alan to see Hannah fall out of a higher branch from the accident-prone tree. They rush to the trunk just in time for Alan to catch Hannah in his arms. Don't let go! Hannah, holy shit! You almost broke your neck! I know, I know, just don't let go. Hannah laughs to herself in disbelief as she buries her head into Alan's chest. Alan doesn't take notice, though, as he is raptured with the fact that Hannah is firmly grasping his hand. Hannah, your... your hand. Forget it! Whatever, just... don't let go. Alan now joins in with Hannah's laughter. I, I, I won't! I'm sorry, I, I... I'm sorry I was barking orders earlier. It's fine, it's fine, just shut up! No, really, you're, you're right. I, I have been way too focused on... Hannah kisses him. It's a sight to bring a tear to even the horniest of trees. Ugh, gross. Super gross. Yeah. They break apart as Hannah gets to her feet. I... I saw the bandit. What? I saw the bandit. He was in the tree. In the tree? Yeah, the, the top of the tree. I, I mean, it, it was a lot bigger than this. It doesn't matter. And there was this branch that changed shapes, but, but he was there. It doesn't matter. We can talk about it tomorrow. Alan Beams. Alan, I get that you're trying to show me that you care more about me than the bandit, but I've got a lot to tell you all, and this cannot wait until tomorrow. Right. Sorry. Um, let's just get back to the garage first. The group heads out of the park and down Main Street as Hannah and Alan hold hands. Hey, Hannah. How far have you gone with Alan? Shut up, Chris. They walk down the street towards a moonless expanse of stars. Fade out. There we go. Oh, it's so sweet. I feel like I need to clap. They love each other. <laughs> Bridge a little tight on my eye. I think, I think it's a testament to the writing that we're all like, aw, when this was a script with horny trees. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, they're going to make out in the garage. <laughs> yeah, just like one, one more tree line. <laughs> that was all me just watching Wizard of Oz and being like, those trees could be a lot hornier. <laughs> oh, my needles are trembling. 
Inspiration comes from everywhere. <laughs> exactly. Was that at all what you what you were expecting? Like in any sort of, I guess it's hard to be, it's so weird that I can't like be like, were you expecting there to be talking animals? Like, that's like <laughs> I expected that we were going to figure out about like Hannah's past and that she, that she did have stuff that she was covering up. But the vessel with which we figured that out was nowhere near what I was expecting. I think the thing, too, that I think is interesting is that I think the group is just slowly seem to be, like, accepting this these things that are just happening. Like, before, <laughs> with the train, it was like, oh, my God, where are we? What's going on? But now it's just like, oh, a talking squirrel comes out of the woods. We're like, oh, yeah, where where do we go next? <laughs> you know, I think it's just kind of, like, slowly becoming part of, like, oh, yeah, this is these are just things that happen. So I'm I'm curious to see... I don't know, like, as the group becomes more and more comfortable with it, like, where where we go with that. Sure, as they slowly get more and more sucked into fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> well, most notably, I would say, with the exception of Zach, who I'm constantly surprised as I'm playing the character at how the normal world seems to be something he struggles with. But as soon as things get kind of crazy, he's the first one to, like, begin to accept them and even to, like, dive into it further. Yeah. Yeah, Zach's got a lot more leadership skills than he believes in himself, I'd say. And uh he's he's clearly the weird voice of reason where he you, he sees these like trees and stuff and he's like, "Yo, this isn't right. I I know video games and that happens on TV, not here." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like how Chloe's just like, well, looks like we got a kiss. I mean, <laughs> there are trees yelling at us. I mean, <laughs> what choice this do we have? This is clearly the only logical <laughs> avenue. Yeah, you know, she lives for that drama. She, she's got an audience. She's going to be giving them a little, what, they, what the horny trees want, I guess. <laughs> oh, look, trees, trees I can deal with, but, but goyles? <laughs> yeah. The one thing I want to bring up that was a cool revelation is when I first started seeing the, cool, Hannah won't let Alan hold her hand. The first thing that I think of as a selfish actor is, what did Alan do? Um, but it's it's even cooler like to see the development of it all and go like, okay, cool. So Hannah has this this trigger and this baggage that she has to work through, um, which was done, no spoilers, uh, brilliantly by Nicole. Congrats. And um, yeah, it's it was just really cool to see that and to like be a part of that. Yeah, I've done like test runs of these scripts and stuff. And every time it comes to that scene where Hannah's like, you know, they're calling her huge man and everything else. The actor does Hannah, like, usually doesn't get to that level. I was feeling that scene. Like, you were absolutely killing it. Like, you, I felt like you were in distress, which I, <laughs> which is a, a huge thumbs up to you. I was like, that's perfect. That's all I ever wanted from that scene. Thank you. I'm in distress most of my life. I just, I just tapped on that. <laughs> you just push it down, right? We just push that distress down. Oh, you're right. Push it down. Sorry. <laughs> you got to twist the top off the bottle every now and again. Just let a little bit out. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> And then once a year, you open it up on one person, just dump it all out, and then you just keep going. Preferably a stranger. That's the purge, right? That's the purge. Like the windbag in the Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, though, this was a really, really awesome um, script here. Like, just so many interesting things just in the world in general. Like, where is this magic coming from? Is it in their heads, or is it actually something that's following them? And that is just, oh, it's so intriguing. I'm, I am so excited to see. And what does the Red Bandit mean? <laughs> to each of us, I feel like he's going to mean something different. And I think that's going to be so interesting to see. Exactly. That's the, that's the thing I'm loving about this magic is that it's not one size fits all. Like, it's different for every person that ex is experiencing it. 
because they're they're coming into into it with like different experiences and different baggage, and so that's really exciting. Yeah, my my worry is that the pay I, I got to make sure that, that payoff hits. Like they're like, what's happening? And then like the payoff is like, yeah, they, they all wake up, and then it's, it's like, all a dream. It's all a dream. They were all dead the whole time or something. I, that's my <laughs> biggest fear. They were all in cryo sleep. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I do like that. Yeah, and you'll, I'm sure you'll you'll see a lot more psycho hallucinogenic therapy coming up in these next episodes. <laughs> we, can, we can see a lot more of that. She gets weirder and weirder. Like, they become, like, fever dreams. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure we're at fever dream territory already. Some horny trees and cannibalistic squirrels. Like, <laughs> I don't know how much more fever dream we can get. Well, it reminds me of, like, you know in Phineas and Ferb when Candace would hallucinate? And I think, like, that, ze- that zebra sidekick would show up? Yeah, who's uh, controlling the puppets and everything else? Yeah, the, that, that's <laughs> yeah. the red bandit. The red bandit is Phineas and Ferb's zebra. That reminds me... Uh, because your your dip the squirrel sounded like doofenshmirtz. <laughs> and I just pictured this little squirrel in a lab coat and it made my day. <laughs> that, that squirrel, my parents probably thought I was crazy when I was like, because we were doing it at home when I was writing this and I would be upstairs and I'd be like saying to myself like, dip the squirrel can do many things. Like I'd be like, dip the squirrel can do many things. I'd try and do the voice. My parents like, are you okay? Do you need a glass of water? Like what's going on up there? Like why are you doing this voice? picture your mom like outside the door with like your dinner honey get the squirrel can do many things yeah she's like about to knock but then you're like get the squirrel and she's just like <sighs> and she walks away <laughs> what did i raise <laughs> we should have sent him to the navy <laughs> you come downstairs you're like dip the squirrel is hungry for dinner <laughs> dip the squirrel requires sustenance round of applause for jumping between dip and stage directions so lightning <laughs> fast like, that was so impressive. Oh, my gosh. The worst is the Red Bandit's, like, voice is not very different from my own. And I'm, like, going back between those two. That's, again, lazy voice acting. Is, uh... <laughs> Instead of Hannah saying, wait, no, you're Chris or you're Alan. Like, wait, no, you're the writer. You're to blame for everything. <laughs> oh, man. Ooh, what a twist. Yeah, the whole thing. You kill the author. It becomes super meta and it all comes out. Yeah, like, classic. The stranger than fiction <laughs> twist. Yeah, exactly. That's a, <laughs> That's a great movie. All right, well, there we have it. Uh, we know more about Nicole, we know more about Hannah, and uh, once again, I'll say that thank you guys for coming along this journey, because as we've said many times, you don't have to, <laughs> but I do, I, we appreciate you too, because uh, it's only going to get better from here. So thank you for tuning in, and uh, again, if you're listening to this as they come out, we'll see you next week, and otherwise, we'll see you in like two seconds. Uh, have a good night, and uh, take care. Aww. That was so cute! Nothing like a couple of horny trees to help you get over past trauma. Oh Wayward Nights is produced by Platform LLC, a production company. To learn more about Platform, check out their website platformprodco.com and follow them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitch. Platform is proud to have an open-door policy for any and all artists. If you are a creative with an original idea for a platform-specific art looking to get produced, send an email to opendoor@platformprodco.com with a brief description of your project to schedule a meeting with the platform team. How about that fantastic performance by Nicole Tuttle? As you heard, she has a... <coughs> better... <coughs> audio drama called The Lafrisian Chronicles. You can also find her on Twitter at Nicole Voice. Alan was played by Casey Reha, who you can find on CaseyRehaVO.com. And Chris was played by Liam Mann, who you can find on a YouTube channel called Eggie McLeggy. I'm sure that name will be very easy to brand. Chloe was played by Macy Mateer, who is on Instagram at Music with Macy, and Zach was played by George Copeland, who is on Instagram at George S. Copeland. Let me just look him up really quick and... 
Holy shit! He has 18,000 followers? This man's a celebrity! Man, I feel bad for whoever has to follow him. Declan Grogan did the narration and a few additional voices and has 587 followers on Instagram. All the incredible music from today was by Seth Barnes. You can contact Seth for work at seth.dbarnesmusic at gmail.com. Oh Wayward Nights is written and created by Declan Grogan. Follow My Town Podcast on Instagram and Twitter for updates and info. As always, thank you to the Audio Mint Network for having us on. Smash that subscribe button, My Town Heads, and leave a comment down below for a free giveaway. Thank you, and good night. You were just listening to an Audio Mint Podcast.